we've got a conference room filled with big personalities for you today. Uh, we are going to preview National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic 2019 presented by Federal Premium Ammunition, our partners that produce our favorite shotgun shells, Prairie Storm. Uh, we're going to preview National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic coming up February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th in Schaumburg, Illinois. Ever heard of Schaumburg before Pheasant Fest, Anthony? No, I thought it was part of the solar system or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I hadn't. But it's part of the greater Chicagoland area. It is. Right? It that's, is. That's it, the, it, it's, uh, the easy way to put it. It, it, put that dot on the map and uh we'll, we'll uh have a spelling beat later for how to spell it because we all know because we've been writing it for over a year but uh with me today that voice you've already heard my uh my trusty sidekick the english cocker member of the pheasants forever family fieldbred english cocker anthony hauk director of it's good to relations. be back i was going to call myself um like a semi-regular co-host again but it's been such a long time since i've been on it's like a very irregular co-host <laughs> but since you mentioned cockers i'm excited to talk about that because actually pheasant fest is the reason i have english cockers there, there is a good i just thought of that there, yeah. yeah we'll get into that later let's introduce everybody else uh my my other semi-regular trusty sidekick <laughs> <laughs> the, the labrador retriever sa- slash english Pointer member of the family, public relations manager Jared Wickland. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about Pheasant Fest. It uh, it's been a big part of my job lately at work here, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I uh, involved in a couple different aspects of it. So we're uh, we're happy to get things on the move here, and we're just uh, just under or just over a week away. So it's going to be great. And uh, making his on the wing podcast inaugural debut the lid lifter for uh, chris callis the the poodle pointer member hey you of, know you uh, gotta stand out it's the poodle pointer <laughs> poodle pointer our director of uh, corporate partnerships chris callis welcome to pheasants forever quail forever's podcast excited to be here and talk national pheasant fest and quail class well that that is exactly <laughs> why you are here our our signature event, our Super Bowl of events. I could probably get sued for saying Super Bowl, couldn't I? Um, I think it's part of the public domain. <laughs> we'll, we'll back, we'll back you, you up. If you're, if you're a lawyer and you're listening, bring it on. A lot of muscle in this room. <laughs> uh, so just uh, like you said, just about a week away, we will be holding our 15th ever National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic, the very first one. Happened six days after my uh, my first day of employment with Pheasants Forever uh, back in 2003. Um, and, and in the early years, it was in every other year event. The first one was held in Bloomington, Minnesota uh, in 2003. Then it went uh, down to Omaha in 05, Des Moines in 07. And at that point, it became an every year event. Uh, and then this year, like we mentioned earlier, it's heading to Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, and a lot of questions come in via Facebook. Mm-hmm. We've seen the, uh, the questions, why are you guys going to, to Chicago? Uh, Chris, I'll let you answer that first. There's a lot of great reasons, Bob, that we're going to Chicago. You know, many people may not realize, but Illinois does represent our third largest membership state. For Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever, being National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic, really excited to be bringing it to a state where uh, both representations there of Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever. We've always also wanted to find a way to get as far east as we can to, to represent there into the Chicago area without being into Chicago. You know, Schaumburg's location is near the airport, so it's a lot easier to get to. That You may not know that. It's a short drive to uh, the yeah, O'Hare like, Airport. It's less than a half hour north of the airport. It's only 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah it's and, super easy, and you yeah. don't have to deal with the gridlock of Chicago traffic. It's And it, also from southern Wisconsin, too. It's, Absolutely. It's, a, it's within spitting distance. Yeah, and we're able to, to work with our membership base in Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio, uh, Michigan and you know all points east it makes it a lot easier to come into that Schaumburg area 
And what's really neat as well with the convention center and hotel is it's all under one roof. Yeah. Free parking, easy access for everyone. And if you look at that membership base, they are from all points. You're gathering Iowa, Minnesota. So it's really exciting. And, and there's also a strong working relationship with the Illinois uh, Department of Natural Resources. Um, they're a big supporter of ours in Illinois, and um, they stepped up to the plate and uh, were instrumental in getting us to Schaumburg, Illinois. Well, as you mentioned, um, Illinois is our third largest membership sh- state membership shape (laughs) how much shape should yeah Yeah. uh and what's really exciting is that every single chapter in the entire state of illinois is coming to pheasant fest quail classic that's the first time that's ever happened even considering you know we've had a number of them here in the twin cities our home base Every chapter's not showing up at, at a Minnesota event. It's going to happen in Schaumburg. And for a full weekend, you know, we, we get great representation from chapters and our supporters at the event every year, averaging, you know, the 20 to 30. I mean, we're at 56 plus coming for the full weekend full chapters. And that's, yeah, chapter, that's like that's 560 to 600 plus um, and then some, yeah. right? So it's it's really exciting. And they're, they're charged up. Um, we, we heard from our... Um, Reps in, in Illinois, uh, Ross and, and Brandon, uh, we have a few chapters coming in. They're bringing in RVs, and they're going to set up with, out in with the With 40 plus people. With 40 plus people, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're bringing the party, and they're, they're going to they're gonna have a huge uh, state meeting on Saturday morning as well that will blow our mind of over 350 folks coming to celebrate everything that's going on in Illinois. Yeah. So just for clarification purposes, because if, if you listen, you hear National Pheasant Fest, you hear us talking about chapters and members, this is open to the public. Absolutely, we invite everybody that has an interest in the outdoors, conservation, you know, going and, you know, bringing the kids to the youth village, to Pollinator Pavilion. This is open to the public to attend. It's not chapter driven well, only. I think that you know that's I kind I'm Chris did a great job of being very diplomatic about why we're going to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I kind of bristle when some people are like, "Oh, why are you going to Chicago? Like, why not? It's a huge city. It's filled with sports people. I mean, the greater Chicago area. Right. There's you, you don't think there's outdoors people in Chicago? There's like well, there, yeah, because a stat you think about South Dakota non-resident license sales. Number one is Minnesota. Number two is Wisconsin. The number three I mean, state traveling to South Dakota is Illinois. To hunt pheasants. I mean, there's in people Illinois. who love pheasants. They love pheasant hunting. They have like where you live. Like there's not a direct co- correlation between like where you live and if you can support upland habitat. I mean, there can be, mm-hmm. but I, I live in a city right now of 2.5 million people or 3 million people. Does that mean I, I it, like I can't support upland habitat just because of where I live? Right. If if we're going to spread our message of why pheasants are important, upland wildlife habitat, why hunting's important to conservation, to raising dollars, why our organization is important to exist, we have to go to new venues. Doesn't mean you have to go. Doesn't mean you have to like everyone, but we're going to take it to new places. Otherwise, we're just going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the bottom line. We can't, yeah. we've, been on the, we've been on a same circuit, which are great cities, you know, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, Des Moines, the Twin Cities here. Milwaukee, um, Madison. This is Sioux Falls. So this is someplace new. We have to go to new places. Yeah. And there's a lot of good reasons to go there. And, um, yeah, that, so I get a little feisty about that because <laughs> this won't be the last new place we go to. Right. You know, we want to go to new places. We're exploring new options because we have a great message about Habitat, and we want to bring it to new people because, unfortunately, not everyone in the world knows about us. <laughs> right. If you're listening, you probably do, but we have to carry our message to new people. So the, there's a lot of great chapter support that's like built in, but there's a lot of people that are going to get introduced to this organization for the first time. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah. You, you make an awesome point. You think about, okay, February 22nd, why on earth would the Chicago sun times write about pheasant habitat? Oh, because, because Jared did his job. <laughs> the, the <laughs> Thank only, you. Uh, Thank you very much. The, the, it's the opportunity for us to bring Pheasant Fest in front of the third largest market of people and media in the entire nation. And, you know, it, it, as you pointed out, bring bring our message, our mission in front of a whole new audience of folks that uh, hopefully get involved. 
Before we, you know, before we get too far into it, too, I think, you know, Anthony makes a good point that most people who listen to this podcast are familiar with Pheasants Forever and what we do, but they might not be familiar with National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic as a whole. Um, so I just quickly want to want to bring in, you know, kind of what it's all about and, and what you can expect to see there. So National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic, we said, has traveled around. We've been to Omaha, Kansas City, Des Moines. Minneapolis, Sioux Falls, Milwaukee, Madison. We've been kind of all over all over the place. First time coming here to Illinois. And National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic, really, it combines the National Consumer Show and Wildlife Habitat Seminar Series uh, and family-friendly event that's complete with puppies and tractors and shotguns and art. There's a lot of different things to do there, and it's, it's really grown up to be the nation's um, largest gathering of upland hunters and conservationists in the country and i just want to make it clear like this is an event that's just for upland hunters if you like if you like pollinators if you like clean water if you like introducing your family or the kids to something new uh if you like dogs in general this is one of the largest dog shows in the country so there's a lot of different things to do here and i think we're going to get into all that but you know national pheasant fest and quail classic as a whole i think it's got a little bit of something for everybody which is one of my favorite things about saying that it's it's basically our our super bowl uh <laughs> our the upland hunting super bowl we, of the we, nation we're gonna, we're gonna pay each time so yeah. that. when when you talk about who can attend it is everybody i mean it, yep. it's a it's a true family affair and um open for all ages there, there is something for everyone with the youth village and our habitat stages we work with landowners uh with the habitat stage and our farm bill biologists on on uh, conservation practices and, and wildlife practices they can put in um, to make sure that, that the bee po- population and monarch population will be sustained on their property. And it's right for pheasants, it's right for quail, shooting sports, you name it, it runs the gamut. Um, and like you said, it'll be exciting to talk more about the bird dog parade that kicks it all off. I mean, uh, there's so much going on with the bird dogs that we love, mm-hmm. and we'll be able to put that through. I mean, it's really there for everyone. So we really encourage everyone to come to that show floor, celebrate our expanding our hunting heritage. And how do we bring that into the next generation? We'll have a lot of information on how you can become a mentor, how you can help grow the next generations of hunters right there at Pheasant Fest. And I like to tell people too, like if you're an upland hunter, extend your season with us or, or start a brand new one, if you mm-hmm. will. Cause Illinois, by and large, when you talk to our staff and you talk to members, you talk to Dale Bowman of the Chicago Sun-Times, who, who came out and did a story on the pheasant opener this year, there's still a lot of tradition in the state of Illinois. There are still pheasants there in good numbers where we have great habitat. And one of the reasons we're coming to the state is we want to see more of those types yeah. of things. So mm-hmm. I think that's, uh, that's a, a big boon to upland hunters as well to, to come to the show and really see what we're about. Another big part of, of all of it is that our wild game cooking. I mean, the, the chefs that we have and the demonstrations are perfect. And we're right there in Chicagoland where, if you're not aware, the James Beard Awards takes place in the Chicago area, which is all about the, the culinary side of it. And we're doing true farm to, to plate, field to plate, field to fork, however you want to call we go it. With, right? we, we go with the alliteration, Chris. Yeah, field <laughs> to fork, right? Yeah. So it's, oh, it's I was going to say pheasant to plate, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> Quail to mouth, right? <laughs> prairie to plate. No, that, prairie yeah, to plate. That's yeah. got some alliteration, but field yeah. to fork does too. <laughs> uh, so let, let's let's do that. Let's dive into a couple of the um, signature attractions. Chronologically speaking, the very first um, component of the show is the Precision Ag Workshop brought to you by John Deere, uh, one of our brand new national partners. Give us an overview of what happens at the Precision Ag Workshop, Chris. Well, we're really excited to uh, be partnered with John Deere on a variety of levels. Um, John Deere is presenting the the Precision Ag Workshop, and it's, it's really specifically designed for farmers, precision specialist agronomists, ag lenders, Working with the producers to maximize their return on investment on their property, if you look at it, the data coming in and technology has gone so far that you can see and pinpoint which areas of your property are not producing. So they classify those as red acres. So the the team through the workshop will provide producers with the insight that they need to know 
on how they can put conservation practices into those acres that aren't producing and turn them into profitable acres. So we'll have phenomenal speakers across the board from John Deere's Operations Center to Sentara, um, AgDNA, that will be really giving that insight on how do you analyze that data properly and what type of conservation practices can you put into play on those red acres to become profitable and then put the right habitat on the ground for all wildlife, right? Pheasants, quail, birds, um, bees, monarchs, mm -hmm. you name it. And it's really exciting. We had our first ever in Sioux Falls last year and the growth and excitement around that. Um, we'll really bring this into play on Friday of Pheasant Fest. It runs from 10 to 3. And, you know, for $35, you get lunch, you get a membership, you have the chance to win a Henry, and all of the information you need to put precision uh, agriculture and its resources to work for you. You know, the other piece is we'll be awarding our um, Farmer of the Year, which John Deere is also presenting. And that's a producer that is putting precision practices into play on their farm and uh, having great results with it. Mm -hmm. So we're excited to announce that that second ever winner, and um, it's going to be a great event. So <clears throat> one of the things that I've always loved about Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic is that, you know, on one level, it is a sports show, right? We, we have a, a show floor with exhibitors, and you can look at destinations to buy trips or puppies or e-collars. But on another level, it is a habitat um, seminar um, through a variety of different attractions, whether it's the landowner help desk, the habitat stage, or the precision ag workshop. So we can definitively say after three days of holding this event in a community that we are, with this show, making an impact on the land with improved habitat. I mean, the, it, we talked to over a 1,000 landowners Every single year, this show moves to a different place, and that impacts and improves habitat, water quality, bird numbers where that show is held. So, does it? You know, it, it, it's going it, it to move to Illinois and talk to a whole new audience of landowners east of the Mississippi that we haven't ever been able to reach through this event before. It's truly exciting to see what that will be, right? Um, averaging usually 45,000 plus acres. I mean, look at being able to make that impact in Illinois and, and further east, as you're saying, Bob. I mean, it, it it's a showcase of everything that our members do, our supporters do, the, the, all of our, our farm bill biologists, reps, the organization as a whole. It, it really is a true spotlight of all areas and, and making true impact. Uh, on the on the land and really from from a landowner perspective a farmer perspective anybody that 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 works the land or has an interest in you know creating habitat to support wildlife this is an op this is this is a really great opportunity for you to come out and get a free conservation plan from some of the most i'd say expert wildlife biologists in the country. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, not just talking Illinois, but some of the surrounding states, we're bringing in our biologists where landowners, farmers, uh, hunters in general can, uh, if you can locate your property on a plat map or, or you can locate it off an area photo, um, you can come on in and, and our biologists will help you create a personalized conservation program or program or plan right on the show floor for your property that you can bring home and walk into an NRC. NRCS office, Natural Resource Conservation Service office, and say, listen, I'd really like to implement this, looking at CRP, looking at doing some food plots, that type of thing, and we can make that happen for you uh, in as little as probably 10 to 20 minutes right on the show floor at National Pheasant Fest and Quail Class. Anyway, and if folks are looking to do that, what's the name that they need to be looking for on the show floor? The Habitat Help Desk. There you go. The Habitat Help Desk is where you want to be. Um, so since we're on that theme, the Landowner Habitat Help Desk, uh, Precision Ag Summit, um, the Habitat Stage, you know, we are a habitat organization. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the highlights that uh, have you excited for this year's Habitat Stage speakers, Jared. Well, I, I think there's there's it kind of runs the gamut this year. We've got a lot of different things. If if you're a private landowner and you're looking for help upgrading your property, we're going to have uh, folks from the Illinois DNR at the show this year talking about how uh, you can enroll in, let's say, um, uh, the, a new Illinois 
uh, habitat program, uh, recreational access program, where they'll come in and upgrade your property for access to maybe turkey hunting for youth or deer hunting maybe at some point. Um, we've got U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service coming, uh, showing how to get the right habitat responses on your property and, and manage for uh, certain wildlife species. And it doesn't have to be just pheasants and quail, although we know that when we do great things uh, for those birds, uh, the byproduct of that is, is more wildlife across the board, which is great. Um, we've got uh, a lot of our farm bill biologists there are going to be talking about habitat, uh, pollinator habitat work uh, on the wildlife habitat stage as well. Um, precision agriculture, as we talked about, that's going to be a big one. Uh, talking about some of the different states uh, and the programs that have been working in those states to bring back pheasant, to bring back quail, uh, maybe not quite yet to their glory days, but pretty close in some mm -hmm. of these uh, surrounding states. I know Iowa's a big one they're going to be talking about. Um, if you build it, they will come. If it just had a really nice comeback of birds and uh, there are upland game biologists that are going to be presenting on all those different topics throughout the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the uh, habitat stage. Well, one, one, one guy who's on the, uh, um, you know, not to steal your thunder, Jared, but no, we, do, we do have a, a name that some people might recognize, at least from the last couple of years is, is Doug Duran. Uh, he's, 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 uh, notable people have probably heard him on, on Steve Rinella's podcast. And oh, by the way, Steve and Rinella will be at the show too, you know, <laughs> delivering our keynote, uh, keynotes address on our Saturday night banquet. Um, and we'll also be signing books for about an hour Saturday afternoon at the, sh uh, on the show floor, uh, a little autograph session, but, um, you know, Doug has become, uh, I, he's probably the same guy he was 40 years ago. I didn't know him 40 years ago, but he's an authentic guy. Uh, he has, has been called kind of like a modern thought leader, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, Hey, you know, the world, the, the world needs some of that, right. Some, some voices and he's become that, uh, you know, you know, via Ranella's platform, his podcast, his show, he's probably, you've probably seen him on the Netflix a on a couple episodes. Um, and uh, and he's also been on the Joe Rogan podcast, mm -hmm. which is, you know, no small feat. <laughs> it's probably the most popular <laughs> podcast in the world. So he's doing a couple seminars. And actually, one of the Netflix shows, um, that, you know, Duran is, is deer hunting in his property. And he's got some, like, newbies out there that are learning how to deer hunt. And and those people were looking for access. And, and he's used his farm, which he manages and implements conservation practices on and, and he had he had new hunters come out and learn about that stuff learn about deer hunting and and that's what he's going to be talking about in person so uh it'll be a, a good opportunity to come and and meet um yeah what do we call it a modern thought leader in <laughs> conservation uh and i think that's pretty cool i i yeah. i think he's a neat guy uh you know people are drawn to uh, there's a lot of BS out there. And I think one of the reasons he's gained a, a lot of notoriety is he's authentic mm -hmm. and people are really craving that these days. And I think it's neat that he's going to come to this event. And, um, I guess, you know, to Jared's point that showcases too, like, you know, his part of the world, there's not a zillion pheasants, mm -hmm. right. But that shows the diversity of the van. I mean, deer are upland wildlife, turkeys are upland wildlife, songbirds. Um, we're talking access, um, his, his mentorship program. I mean, there's a lot of neat things. And, uh, so that that's kind of an exciting, uh, a catch for us. And he'll be, um, presenting once each day on that stage. So it'll be there Friday for an hour, Saturday for an hour and Sunday for an hour. So, uh, um, go online and check out our show guide at pheasantfest.org, lock in his, uh, locking his times and check them out. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you know, Doug Duran's going to be there, but you know, this, this, uh, event does have a lot of the kind of the Rinella cast of characters coming to the to the event. Uh, well, he's kind of like Bill Walsh. There's a tree now. Yeah, there, you know, there there's is. A, there's a coaching tree. That's right. We're we're talking Super Bowls here earlier. Like <laughs> just like go just tree people build off that. And uh, you know he's one of those guys. Who who else we got? Well, we, so so Rinella, like you mentioned, is the keynote speaker. Yes. Saturday night sold out. Sorry, folks, Saturday night's banquet with, with Rinella sold out. However, he will be signing books on the show floor from 4 to 5 on Saturday. 
So you can buy your tickets, general mission tickets, get in line, and still have an opportunity to take a photo, a selfie, or get an autograph from Mr. Ranella. Um, and we do have a limited number of his books on sale at the show floor as well. Um, uh, Patrick Durkin, who's an outdoor reporter and um, contributor to Meat Eater, uh, Wisconsin Outdoor News, will also be coming to Pheasant Fest. He won't, won't be on any particular stages, but if you hang out with Jared in the press room, you could probably see Patrick. He's a great guy, and you can look him up. All access, uh, baby. <laughs> All access in the press room. Uh, another another guy, Ron Bame, a uh, hunting dog podcast yeah. who's yep. been on a number of different uh, shows with, with uh, Ranella. We'll, we'll have a booth at Pheasant Fest and mm-hmm. be recording some podcasts for the, the hunting dog podcast. I call him uh, Ronnie. Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. Bay. I call yeah. him Ronnie. M- Miller Lite, <laughs> baby in play. Um, but it, Ronnie's a great guy, and he will be at Pheasant Fest. So there's a number of folks that uh, and, connected and, with me. And, of course, Hank. I think Hank Shaw has been on Hank, the show. You're right. Hank yeah. has um, been on the show. And obviously, he, you know, uh, he's got his own stuff cooking. <laughs> oh. Good one. But he'll, oh. he'll, uh, he'll, he'll be uh, on the wild game cooking stage. Yep. And uh, so there's a little connectivity there. So it is kind of like a who is who of – well, they're all modern thought leaders, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to offend these other guys well, by not calling them that. Well, and, <laughs> and they're they're great fits for our organization in that they connect hunting to habitat to food, and it, you know that ultimately is an embodiment of what we all um, think about with pheasants forever and quail forever, and they're excellent representation with a platform to reach new audiences, which is why they're all going to be a part of our event. You know, as part of that too, we've we've got a lot of additional podcasters that are actually coming that we've sent a lot of media kits out to, and there's going to be people all over the place, uh, you know, trying to trying to do interviews with some of our national sponsors on the floor, doing interviews with some of the best bird dog trainers mm-hmm. in the country that we're going to have at the bird dog stage. Uh, Dale Bowman, who is you know up there with probably one some of the last big outdoor writers in the country is going to be at the Chicago sun times booth. He's been a staple uh, in the Chicago land community for a long time. He's going to be there all weekend. So it's just a great opportunity, I think, to connect with a, a lot of people who care and, and, and write about those, write about those ideas yeah. that they care about so much uh, on the show floor throughout the weekend, which well, is really great. And picking up on that thread, um, our friends at project Upland yep. are going to have a booth. Um, our friends from the Rough Grouse Society will have a booth. Backcountry hunters and anglers. Uh, Sportsmen's for the Boundary Waters. Lucas Leaf is going to be a chef on the Wild Game Cooking Stage. Yep. And his, he, he moonlights as a chef. His day job is as executive director of the Sportsman for the Boundary Waters. So, you know, it, it, no matter what you like to chase, hunt, fish, gather, uh, Hank, that was a shout out to you mm-hmm. as the gatherer. Uh, no matter what, this is a collection of voices and people, personalities. <laughs> Gathering, in the uplands. Gathering's easily my least favorite. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fish. You have me gathering. It's like no, somebody else can do that. I'm well, not. I'm not gathering. Well, I have I'm not a, a gatherer. I have a photo on Instagram from a grouse hunt with Hank earlier this year where. He unloaded his vest and put it on the foot of my truck. And, and Hank, uh, Hank Shaw, as we were talking about, threw a, a rough grouse on the, on the hood, threw a woodcock on the hood, and then there was like 15 different types of mushrooms. <laughs> Acorns, <laughs> it was mushrooms. A, it was the wildest mixed bag I've ever been a part of. Um, all right, well, let, let's go to, to, to the wild game cooking stage. As we've mentioned a number of times, um, Hank – has been part of the Wild Game Cooking Stage dating back to 2012 when we were in Kansas City. And he's been um, on the cooking stage with us ever since. Last year, he was to debut Pheasant Quail Cottontail, his brand new Upland Game Bird book at Pheasant Fest in Sioux Falls. And he fell gravely ill. Like, I mean, he was in the emergency room. We had an ambulance come pick him up at the convention center. So, like, <laughs> yeah. like six of us, uh, four of us in the room and two others, were the only ones that actually saw Hank in Sioux Falls. So, if you have a copy of Pheasant, Quail, and Cottontail, or maybe you don't and you need to get it and have it autographed, 
Hank will be at Schaumburg um, doing his uh, uh, seminars on the wild game cooking stage brought to, uh, presented by Orca. Um, Jared, who else is going to be on the cooking stage? You know, I think we've mentioned Hank and we've mentioned uh, Lucas is going to be there as well. John Hennessy is another one who uh, has been on the cooking stage for a few different years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but John is, is bringing um, kind of a nice mix this year. And, and one of the things I'm excited for, he sent me pictures of it already. He's been perfecting a... It's called a Chicago Legacy Gone Wild stovetop pizza, hmm. um, and he's uh, he's a great guy. We're looking forward to seeing what he's going to bring to the stage. But uh, John lives in the state of Kansas right now, uh, and he does uh, social media for uh, Remington and, and some other outdoor companies. Um, also, he's the author of Brazing the Wild blog. And then new this year, uh, we have Rachel Hogan. Um, Rachel Hogan is brand new to the wild game cooking stage. Um, she has been an executive chef and upland hunting guide in South Dakota for the last five seasons. Uh, she utilizes field bred English Springer Spaniels, which is pretty cool. Different than the, different than the Cocker, but close. Right, Anthony? They're pretty close. Pretty close. They're pretty close. Cockers came from – she's a Spaniel gal, so I'll be sure to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's got a she's got an interesting story. She's a, she's an avid adventurer. She's an outdoors woman. And she's the first certified natural food chef, I think, that we've ever had on the stage. And she's got an interesting backstory. So um, she had a, a, a diagnosis of Lyme disease in 2008, and she became really interested in how – nutrition's role can help her uh, in her recovery and continued fight, I guess, to maintain quality of life. Hmm. Um, and that's, I know that think that's going to be one of the things she's going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to try to get her an interview lined up for her as well. Uh, possibly some of our podcasters that are going to be there, but between Hank, Lucas, Rachel, and John, we just have a really nice mix of a lot of different things on the stage. Everything from uh, the Chicago pizza to Mexican quail stew uh, to pheasant thigh lettuce, uh, lettuce wraps, so utilizing utilizing the whole bird, um, to best burger you've ever had, making flavorful wild game sliders. There's a little bit of something for everybody on the stage this year, uh, not just pheasants and quail, but some other species thrown in there as well, which we're excited for. Nice. Um, you know, bouncing around a little bit, uh, we talked Precision Ag is sort of the first event that kicks off the, the show at 10 a.m., but what actually, like, leads to the opening gates is my favorite hour of the entire year, and that is the uh, the Bird Dog Parade, which... Um, I have commandeered uh, the the right to be the MC of <laughs> a couple of years ago. I said, uh, "Do I have the authority to just make myself MC?" Plus other oh, duties I do. <laughs> yeah. and other duties like yeah, last year. Right? I have had yeah. to clean up uh, <laughs> some some uh, spills. Yes. Let's say spills yes. uh, on the stage. But my, yeah, my absolutely favorite hour of the year is being able to. Um, uh, announce the bird dog parade and that kicks off the entire show at 11 a.m um, so we have a parade of breeds i think there's something just shy of a hundred different dogs um, coming up on the stage that will introduce everything from the you know the britneys and the labs to the wire-haired pointing griffons mm-hmm. to uh, the Deutsch Drathars. I mean, you kind of have to learn different languages to do this. <laughs> and I don't think it's our, I don't think it's our largest dog parade yet where it's very close, but I think from a breed breed perspective, as far as variety goes, yeah. it's the best we've ever had. So um, if you're interested in seeing all different types of breeds of dogs from uh, you know, Spinoni Italianos to your standard Labrador Retriever, which I am partial to. <laughs> America's dog. Um, you know, this is going to be a sight sight to see for everybody, and it's Jer- brand new to Illinois. Jared's draped in an American flag right now, and that's <laughs> right. all he's wearing. Um, <laughs> my sources did tell me, and my sources do work here at Pheasants mm. Forever, and that last week we were at about 40 breeds. Okay. So we'll probably have topped that, which – I mean, I think, you know, we, uh, 40 breeds, but I think that there is, there's a hundred total dogs. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause some people, you know, they, they, uh, 
They bring multiple dogs. Oh yeah, we'll have yeah. like ten short hairs. You can guarantee yeah, that. Which is which is great. I'm not going to say anything. You're not going to bait me into anything <laughs> here. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, 40, 40 plus different breeds. Which it's uh, you know, like I hunt way more way more than I should. <laughs> it's almost a crime how much I hunt. And even as much as I hunt, I still see like a dozen breeds mm. in a fall. You know, when you're out in the field or you meet people, it's like it. <laughs> But there's a, it's a big world out there, and that it is um, kind of awe-inspiring to to see that many different breeds. And you know, there's there every year there's just a few like super rare ones too. Like yeah. where there's I mean, like um, you know, I'm a spaniel guy, so I'll talk about like clumber spaniels, mm-hmm. right? Like I I mean, I've seen a few of them at some hunt tests, but like there's like like maybe a thousand like clumber puppies, like. Born any, a year, something like States. that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's you just you're not just going to go to the dog park and right. see one. Or, you know? a, or a, <laughs> I know another one that we've had is the blue Picardy spaniel. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. There's rare. There, yeah, there's not Very a whole rare. lot of them. Yeah. So, it, it, your point is at whether it's the parade or you alluded to this too. You know, being able to go on the show floor sure. and check out other breeds. Pheasant Fest is a tremendous opportunity to figure out what. Your yeah. next breed is going to be, or maybe just validate the well, one you love I'll, today. I'll just, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Jared's going to be a lab guy forever. We all know that. <laughs> 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 but uh, what year were we in Nebraska last? Uh, 05 was the first, and then the last time we were there, I think, was 11. 11. So I was on the dog search then. Like, I mean, I grew up with dogs. Mm-hmm. Grew up with short hairs, actually. Never again. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. And uh, we, we don't want you back anyways. Andy. That's fine. That's fine. Um, that's a story for another time. Anyways, uh, I, you know, I, I'm like wondering what to get. I kind of wanted a golden. And then, you, you know, there's like all these machinations like, ah, oh, what do I do? I'm living in an apartment. Okay. Settle on English Springer Spaniel. And like, I'm sitting on that for a month. Go to, the, you know take a tour of the show i get like killing an hour on like sunday morning uh because we got to see the show too it's Mm -hmm. called market research Mm -hmm. and there's a breeder there from nebraska he's he's got this little 18 pound like female liver colored field bred english cocker spaniel i've never seen one with Mm -hmm. my naked eye and i'm like well i have to have that dog Mm -hmm. and and you Went home, like, just went on, like, a research binge, right? Like, reading everything I can find online. I went to a hunt test that spring, saw some, you know, field-bred cockers work, pretty much validated it, and that fall I got my first one. Now I have two, and it's very likely that would have never happened had Mm. I not seen that, um, you know, come across that breed. I didn't get one from that guy, Mm -hmm. but he gave me three three or four contacts that I could connect with in Minnesota. And so it was like this valuable research uh, or valuable resource to set me on my path. And, and uh, I'm really thankful for it. And, and I'm like, I'm not alone. I know other people have done that even if I hadn't heard about it. And so that's kind of one of the nice things is um, you can stumble into something like that. It's a great point. And even beyond, maybe you already know that you're going to be a Labrador retriever mm-hmm. guy for the rest of your life like Jared or, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're kind of a short hair guy like me. Um, the other beauty of Pheasant Fest is kind of from 100 level courses all the way to graduate level, the Bird Dog Bonanza stage, we have mm-hmm. seminars, a little bit of a change, a wrinkle to this year's schedule. We're going to have different presentations every half hour this year rather than every hour so we can cycle through more topics. But if in, you know, the Mount Rushmore of bird dog trainers will be at Pheasant Fest from Tom Dockin to Rick Smith, Ronnie Smith, um, you know, the the whole Perina and sport dog kind of. Mr. Gunzer, Carl Gunzer, um, you know, and as varied as how to pick a puppy to, you know, Tom Dockin will be given his really, really popular training your bird dog to be a shed hunter seminar. I think there once a day, every day, there's a uh, Dockin seminar on shed hunting. There is. And, and one of the reasons why we changed the schedule, and we talked about this with some of the Perina staff, and you, you're going to Illinois, which we all know is great great deer country right 
We've got a lot of folks over there that are crossovers, upland hunters, but love love to chase deer in the fall as well. And one of the one of the best opportunities you can you can get for conditioning or for training your dog, uh, sort of during the off season is finding shed antlers. Mm -hmm. And so I, I immediately went to Tom Doc and I said, if you guys want to change the half hours, that's great. But we need to have a shed antler seminar each year because last year in Sioux Falls, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys remember, we did, we did one and it was a one hour session. Right. And I'm, there was no room. I'm not exaggerating. There was like 300 people in the stage, surrounding the stage, up on top, uh, in the bleachers. I mean, <laughs> the, literally trying to find a spot. So they could see they're flying the their drones. They're flying in there. <laughs> Hanging yeah. from the so rafters. <laughs> it's just uh, it's a nice crossover uh, between between different species, I guess, to, to just show how um, – a bird dog can can work in different mediums, I guess. Well, not, not just pheasants. So well. here, here's here's your calendar for Friday, February twenty second. Come to the the bird dog parade eleven. Get in the gates at noon, and at two p.m. the first seminar on the bird dog stage, training your dog to find shed antlers. You know, and we put that there on purpose, folks. We put that there to fill this place <laughs> right out of the gates. Um, but the shed antler uh, seminar with Doc in two p.m. Friday, eleven a.m. Saturday, and ten a.m. on Sunday. Um, those are always extremely popular. So get in, get your seat quick. Um, I mentioned Rick Smith, Ronnie Smith, uh, Josh Miller, uh, kind of the, the, probably the most up and coming youngest dog trainer on the circuit. Um, member of sport dogs team and Perina's team. He'll be there. And then, uh, typically, I don't know if we've got this confirmed Delmar Smith, um, joins us for Pheasant Fest and is part of the panel discussion at the end of each day. Yep, I've heard. I think Delmar's coming this year, to the best of my knowledge that I've heard. And if you don't know Delmar, he's kind of the the Babe Ruth of bird dog training. Yep. Um, it, it, he's, he's trained horses in the day too. So if you, you maybe you got a, a, a horse that you want to ride um, in Montana on a bird hunt, He's the guy to talk you can, to. You can talk to him about both your horse and your dog. Uh, <laughs> the, the other one, we have a, a veterinarian, Dustin Babbler, uh, joining us on the stage. So if you got questions about well, everything from what to use for tick preventative to should you do ACL surgery on your bird dog. Field care. He's going to be talking about a lot of different topics. So if you've got any questions related to health uh, of your four-legged companion, um, he's a great new addition. He's a big upland hunter and uh, a young guy that cares a lot about conservation. So it's going to be, be great to have him as a new addition to the stage. Uh, switching gears, uh, Pollinator Pavilion. We've, we've touched on this a couple times at, uh, you know, we upstairs. So we have the main show floor, with, which has all, um, oh, probably 300 of the booth spaces, roughly that about right yeah right around that 300 mark and then uh and that that main floor is the bird dog stage and the habitat stage but then upstairs is the wild game cooking stage the youth village and the pollinator pavilion absolutely tell us a little bit about the pollinator pavilion and the youth village well there's a lot with the youth village and pollinator pavilion there's a lot of really neat things going on uh the pollinator pavilion will showcase all the great work that um, is happening in Illinois, al- along with across the country, with pollinators and monarchs. Uh, we have a strong partnership with Ameren and uh, the Illinois um, Department of Transportation with a number of rights-of-way projects. There will be a number of speakers that are going to be presenting on that stage as well, where you'll be learning more about pollinator and pheasant-friendly solar farms. I mean, it, you're seeing solar farms kind of popping up a lot more across the country for renewable energy sources and um, what kind of habitat is used around these solar panels. And um, there's a lot of work being done to put pollinator monarch habitat around them so that you can obviously have sustainable habitat that's great for pollinators and monarchs, but also pheasants and quail in those areas. So you'll get to learn more about that. Um, the upland birds and Aldo Leopold and pollinators and learn, learning about that through Jamie Sherman and a pollinator partnerships, Corteva, Corteva, the Xerxes Society will be there. Um, so there's a lot of great things to learn about what you can do in, in small parcels for pollinators and monarchs and then what you can do in larger acres because you can make an impact even if you only have an acre of property. 
And I think, you know, on that, on that same line is I think it's good to point out that Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever is, is a conservation group. Um, you know, when we talk pollinator habitat, they're, Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever, we're one of the leading conservation entities in the United States for putting pollinator habitat on the ground. Uh, all our different CRP mixes and the things that we're doing now are aimed at producing more pollinators because if you're an upland bird hunter, you know that in the early stages of life, um, pheasants and pheasant and quail chicks uh, need that need protein rich areas uh, to go and scavenge to get their food, and that that comes in the form of soft-bodied insects. So when we do great things for pollinators, we're new, we know we're doing even better things mm-hmm. for pheasants and quail, uh, mm-hmm. which is a really neat connection, and, and I think the connection is going to be made if you go up there and check yeah. out the. Yeah, and we are co- we are coming on some uh, recent news here where uh, you know um, some of you may have already heard, but like mo- you know monarchs migrate. From this part of the world down to Mexico, I wish I could do that too sometimes. <laughs> uh, but they, they do they do counts there, like their wintering grounds, uh, and the counts were up significantly this year, which you know is a positive sign that you know some of the habitat work Pheasants Forever and our partners are and, and Quail Forever and our partners are doing um, is is having a boost, and you know that'll probably be part of the conversation at that stage too. But I probably won't be there. You know, I kind of see everybody's looking for me at the show. Like, where am I? You can find me doing the laser shot at the youth, <laughs> youth <laughs> village. Yeah. Youth village. That's, you know, my phone's ringing off the hook. Got to be here. Got to be there. Renella's going to be looking for me. And I'm just going to be lighting up zebras with the laser shot. So, um, no, actually, the, the, the youth village is pretty cool. It's uh, uh, that, that that's, you know, that's. The secret's finally <laughs> out because I've been looking for you for like the last ten pheasant fests. You've always been at Laser. Yeah, well, or the airsoft range, <laughs> the airsoft. So that, that that's really what draws the uh, the kids in, and they can I mean, you can burn an afternoon there. There's the youth village. There's laser shot uh, activity center where you're like making crafts. I mean. I mean, I've even painted a decoy there. I spend probably a little too much time at the youth village. There's cooking for families. That's where I'm at. Okay. I'm taking the samples, yeah. the, you know, the little um, pizzas. We got the ever-popular squirrel hunting seminar yeah, by go. our guy Ooh. Ryan Diener. Yeah. 9.30 on Saturday morning, Ryan Diener. And then, you know, the other guy, you mentioned this uh, wild game cooking for families. Our guy John Wallace, our field rep from – Missouri giving a uh, presentation. So there's some some fun different things for the whole family in the, in the youth village. Yeah, yeah. And uh dog training tips. I mean the, these seminars are geared towards families and youngsters. A fishing simulator. So there's kind of an activity center and then like a seminar stage there too. So it's uh it like it is a. I mean, you could spend three days in a row there, and probably you know mm-hmm. the kids aren't going to get bored. You know, another neat feature we have Ed Anderson coming, and he's going to be doing a live art demonstration, and um, you'll see him on the cover his art on the cover of our show guide. So it's a really neat new feature. Ed um, does some phenomenal art, and up at the Youth Village, you'll be able to see him do a really large mural, mm-hmm. and uh, along with some other coloring opportunities for for the kids to take partake in, which will be for sale. At the Saturday night banquet. It's a pretty cool deal. But that's sold out. Yeah. (laughs) So hopefully we should we should say I didn't mention this earlier, but there you can put your name on a waiting list, you know. May or may not happen. I mean And this is for the Saturday Saturday night night banquet. banquet. Sometimes things happen, you know, people miss flights. People miss flights. They'll you know, there could be a storm. Whatever life happens, so if you are interested and you're and and it is sold out, but you want to put your name on a waiting list just in case, you can sure do that. So let's go through um, some of those added events on top of Pheasant Fest. We talked about uh, the first one, which is the Precision Ag Workshop, kicks off 10 a.m. Um, on Friday, February 22nd. Tickets are still available for that one. You can find it at pheasantfest.org. Or give us a call at 877-773-2070, and we can hook you up with tickets for the Precision Ag Workshop. Number two, the Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic Pate. Everybody loves a party, right? We're excited. It's a great way to bring everybody together and uh, kick off the weekend. Well, continue the weekend strong. That is when? That's Friday night in the uh, Schaumburg Main Ballroom. The doors will open at 5 o'clock. And it truly is a party. They're very limited seating. There's no assigned seating for it. 
but it's a true party atmosphere to boast and toast with everybody that's coming out for Pheasant Fest. We've got a lot of great things happening at that event. Um, you know, the, we have live music that will take place. Uh, the food that will be kind of heavy appetizers, so food buffets yep. that will start up at 6 o'clock. Um, that live music will be from Ragtown. They're a local trio that will be doing a little bit of uh, country, a little bit of rock and roll, uh, everything that we like. I hope they play Freebird by request. <laughs> Freebird! <laughs> We're going to put that on a live auction to raise some funds. <laughs> yeah, with the, if, you're looking to, if you're looking to take home uh, some pheasants, forever quill, forever gear, maybe a new firearm, Friday and Saturday night, uh, we've got almost 50 firearms uh, that uh, we will be as part of games and raffles. Um, a lot of a lot of great things there, and a, a lot of a lot of people to thank. Probably for another time, but we had a lot of donors this year step up, and and, uh, and it's going to be a great. And event. there's going to be that one guy, or gal. <laughs> there's always one who's going to win like six. Yep. Because that's how it happens. Because <laughs> yep. I've been going to banquets on the circuit. You know, pheasants forever, ducks unlimited, local sportsmen's clubs for 20 years, and I've won one gun. And but every time I go to a banquet, somebody just cleans house. So I'm anxious to meet that person and just ask them, what's your secret, dude? I'm there with secret you. I've only, I've only won one my whole time. But some of the top things going on, I mean, we'll have a Browning Maxis on Friday night. That'll be part of the bling and blang. Easy for me to say, right? Bling and bang raffle. With one carat diamond studs to bring home for the missus. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then uh, – Bob, maybe we'll get you doing the Bird Hunters Bonanza again. We're selling the docking uh, dummies with the opportunity to win the Franke Affinity or the Franke Catalyst. Jer- Jared can do that. He's the lab guy. He's the lab guy. <laughs> yeah, we'll have the pheasant and quail docking um, dummies, which will be great, and a lot of fun things with that. Uh, Browning Silver Hunter, Kimber, Matthew's Bow will be one of the items out there. Yep. Um, we have, a, with our women's raffle, a CZ wing shooter that actually um, we'll talk about Anna V a little bit more um, coming up. But um, it's a wing shooter that she had with a custom matching belt buckle. So those are some of the uh, raffle items through all, uh, uh, throughout the night. In addition, we'll be having a, a trip auction, a special smaller live auction on Friday with the bigger one on Saturday. But you can partake by coming into to the party on Friday night. There's a three-night stay for six at Cabins near Fort Peck, Montana. Yep. I mean, that's a, a really neat prize. Quail plantations from the south. Yeah. And then we get uh, Minnesota Wild versus the New York Rangers, uh, club-level seating, um, two-day full-guided fishing trip on Madison Chain of Lakes, um, along with a variety of other things. When our silent auction will be big, there there's a trophy whitetail hunt or black buck or axis I personally want to do the Axis deer. I don't know. I've heard a lot of great things about the taste of Axis. Well, here's an opportunity. I must be I, – I got a bit on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the the white tail buck uh, or black buck Axis three-day, two-night hunt for one. It's a preserve. Um, that's just one of the silent auction items, a Quigley Ford custom scope. If you guys haven't seen these, they customize it to your gun, to the actual ballistics that you are using – these things are go really well at um, our banquets across the country. You'll have the opportunity to thousand-yard scopes. We also have shotgun scopes coming right. as well. So it's important for you to join us Friday night because it is a big party. There, there'll be a, a lot of beverages, so we can boast, toast, food, and you know the other neat part is we talk about the event as a whole being a celebration of everything that we're doing, and that includes our chapters. So Friday night, come and join us. We do our chapter awards for great work with Habitat membership things that we're doing to activate and increase um, more hunters into our hunting heritage with our legislative action fund and our no child left indoors awards. All of that's taking place Friday night. So you're really going to want to come and celebrate and, you know, cheer on these chapters that have been doing great work across the country and, you know, give them a high five when they win these awards. Cause that these are all volunteers and they're, they're putting in that blood, sweat and tear every day. And this is where we can showcase them um, for that work that, that they've been doing. So, once again, Friday evening, so it'd be Friday evening, February the 22nd, uh, in conjunction with Pheasant Fest, uh, at the Renaissance Convention Center and Hotel, we have our Friday night party. As you heard, tickets are still available for Friday night's event. Pheasantfest.org. Pheasantfest.org, or give us a shout, uh, drop us an email, we'll get you hooked up with tickets before it before it sells out absolutely uh the the other f- special event uh, in conjunction with national pheasant fest and quail classic is our first ever women on the wing luncheon 
And this is a response to a growing number of folks that are joining the organization that are females, that are women. And, and we have a growing number of employees that are putting on events to engage these folks and to engage women in our mission and our Habitat mission. We've got Julie Peterson in Wisconsin doing great things. we got a whole team in North Dakota, as you probably heard in a recent podcast, doing tremendous things in North Dakota. Well, we've kind of synthesized all that and put together this luncheon that's going to be keynoted by Anna Van Nostrand. Chris, I think, alluded to her earlier as Anna V., I had an opportunity to sit down with Anna V at SHOT Show. She gave me a little bit of a preview on what she's going to talk about during the Women on the Wing luncheon. And let's listen in uh, as she tells us. Well, I think the biggest thing from the way that I've evolved into this world over such a short time has been because I got involved with amazing mentors. Hmm. And I wouldn't have met them. I mean, my, my shotgun instructor is one. You know, I mean, he's one of my best friends now. I mean, after spending that much time together, you can't help but love (laughs) each other, right? Um, But because of my involvement with CZ and then bringing me to Fest last year, um, at that time I was a sporting clay shooter, and I spent some time down there at Purina Booth with Del Mar, and the next thing I know, he looked me dead in the eye, and he said, you got to stick with the bird dogs. And I was like, (laughs) yes, sir. Like, you you just do whatever he says, right? And um, so in doing that, I've, I've been able to have the different mentors and so blessed to have experts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're nothing short of just experts in the industry and the longevity they have comes with so much wisdom, not just about the topic, but about keeping the legacy alive. Mm-hmm. So that's just easy to buy into. Yeah. Um, so I don't have a husband or that he hunts or shoots. Okay. My dad's, like, honestly, before Fest, I will have taken my, my dad and my stepdad both bird hunting for the first time. Huh. Uh, I didn't, ha- like, I, I didn't have that mentor at home. So I, I want women to understand that they don't have to rely on somebody, that this group, this organization, so easy to get plugged into um, because of Instagram, the women's group. <laughs> I feel like I have so many great girlfriends through this organization that I haven't even met yet. Mm. And so we've all planned to be at Fest and, and finally like hug next. (laughs) So there's, there's really no hard way. Like you just need to take that first step and say, this is what I want to do because there's a million people out there that are willing to say, okay, well, you know, just like the shotgun thing, just get started Mm -hmm. and you just need to pick up every shotgun you can to figure out what fits because you've got to have that to be successful in the field you know and really break down the steps it takes because shooting over a bird dog is not something you just do for the first time you know there's a lot of safety issues that go into that and you've got to build your skill set um so just being honest about what that system looks like in in the process so that people don't have un like their their expectations are realistic because i i just would hate for women to get so uh, frustrated that they they didn't go from like zero to hundred overnight. Right. That wasn't my process, and not everybody can make it their job. Right. You know, but just finding that support system is there. You just gotta get plugged in. All right. So women on the wing luncheon tickets are still available that Saturday afternoon. What's not available, so hopefully you're one of the 1,500 folks that has a ticket in hand, is the Saturday night National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic Banquet featuring Stephen Ranella, Mr. Meat Eater himself. He's going to be giving a talk that's themed uh, Stephen Ranella, the voice of the modern hunter. So. Um, in addition to Ranella's keynote, um, I know you guys have been working on lots of great prizes and in, in, in raffles that are in conjunction with the Saturday Night Banquet. Uh, what, what's, a, what's a highlight for you that somebody's going to be able to, to bid on on Saturday night? Um, you know, f- for me, uh, one of my favorite items is on the live auction, and it is a two-person uh, weekend hunt in Nevada. It is a cast and blast for chucker, quail, and I think it's Lahaitian mm. trout. Um, it's the largest, uh, I think, cutthroat species in America. 
Um, and our guy, our man, Matt Hardinge out there uh, in the Northwest region. He's our Northwest regional rep. Uh, he's originally from, originally from England, huge upland hunter. He's been on Project Upland before. Uh, he harvested a Himalayan snowcock earlier this year. And it's, some, it's a bird a lot of people don't know about, but it's just to that region of the Ruby Mountains is where it lives. But that's going to be uh, one of the featured hunts in the live auction, one of 40 that we will be having that night. The um, Patrick Flanagan hunt, uh, yep. is that on Saturday night's banquet that or is, is that on, on Friday night? That is on Saturday night as well. Okay. Uh, that is a, I believe it's a three-day trip uh, to south or to southern um, Arizona. Arizona. And uh, Patagonia area. Right? Yep, and that's for the Desert uh, Quail Slam around uh, southern Arizona. So. Nobody nobody should bid on that one. That, yeah. That's not, <laughs> <clears throat> no, it, it, don't waste your time. We, we, uh, Got everything, fr- <laughs> everything from uh, quail hunts to cast and blast hunts to a Scottish, uh, Scottish or in Scotland, I guess Scottish. Yeah, that's Scottish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go to Scotland and shoot yourself a red stag and an upland bird hunt along with it. Uh, there's castle stays involved with that. A lot of great things. Mm. Well, the- and, and just. Uh, you should bid on the Patrick Flanagan hunt. Just know that I'm going after that one too, because I want to. Yep. I want to go hunt with Patrick with in, in uh, Patagonia. <laughs> That'd be a great. He's a great guy and a really um, a fine person that's contributed to Pheasant Fest through hunts uh, a number of years. Um, a- as we move along, Sunday of National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic is Family Day. What does that mean, Chris? Well, it means that when you uh, purchase a Pheasants Forever Quail Forever membership, that you and your whole family are able to get onto the show floor for free. And then, you know, enjoy all of the uh, great things that we've talked about, the Youth Village, the Bird Dog Stage, the Habitat Stage. Bring them up and learn more about pollinators and monarchs. I mean, it, it's it's fun for the whole family, so that you should take advantage of that. Get those memberships. Together. So just to, to go over some of the who, what, when, where, why, how, the basics, right? Mm-hmm. National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic taking, taking place at the Renaissance Convention Center and Hotel in Schaumburg, just north of Chicago. Uh, it's $10 to get in, $5 for youngsters. On Sunday, if you buy a Pheasants Forever or a Quail Forever membership for 35 bucks, your entire, entire family, family. The whole family. Uh, if you have 16 kids, no judging. If you yeah. have 16 kids, bring, bring they, them all. They all get in with you. You can buy memberships throughout the weekend, right? And you can buy a $35 membership, gets you in. But if you come on <laughs> Sunday and buy. You can bring the whole family. Oh, in. hey, Octo Mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, you, you should get. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Go ahead. Well, you, you should get the, the membership for your kids too. I mean, even even though your admission's uh, complimentary after you get the one no membership. Judging. Yep. You know, go get, on to the Youth Village. I think they're they're offering yep, some of those. Absolutely, there. the membership up in the Youth Village, along with all the the fun things that you can take advantage of there. Yeah, on Sunday, it's it's a fun time. There so, is one other thing. Yes, we're all going to be there. We are indeed. <laughs> so, you know, we're not celebrities or anything, but I, I, I do like that. I like meeting people. You know, it's this podcast that we've been doing. I mean, Bob's been Bob here has been carrying the load, carrying kind of the freight most of the most of the fall and into the winter and spring here. Uh, the rest of us have had an opportunity to join, but it, it sure is going to be fun. Um, you know, if you've listened to this and have enjoyed it, we'd love to meet you too. Um, yeah, we're, we, we're, we're regular guys. Yeah, <laughs> uh, clearly, obviously. And, and we want to know um, what you want to hear. Yeah, what, what what story ideas you have? What show ideas you have? Um, stop by the press yeah. room and look up uh, Anthony, Jared, or or me, and um, we we'd love to hear some feedback. Yeah, and just meet you. Yeah, yeah that'd be fun. Um, what have I missed? What anything uh, new that you want to make sure that we bring up that we haven't yet, Chris? Well, there's a, a couple really fun things that are happening on the show floor. Um, we have some show floor auctions that you should take advantage of. Um, one is the Know Where You Stand show floor raffle with Onyx and Polaris. So for a hundred dollars per ticket, we're only selling a hundred tickets, and uh, you receive an Onyx Elite membership and the uh, Orca Chaser. And the opportunity mm-hmm. to win the Polaris Sportsman's ATV. I mean, that, there'll only be one winner, and uh, those are pretty good odds. So look for that show floor raffle. Uh, our friend Kenny Barker will be uh, manning that all weekend. 
and it's an exciting opportunity for you. We also have the ultimate flushers favorite. So every time that we sell um, 50 of those at $20 a ticket, if you haven't seen this at banquets, um, we partnered with Reeds and you're able to select your prize. So uh, one out of 50 will win uh, your choice of a variety of different things from firearms to a Traeger grill, um, Husqvarna, chainsaw, uh, Rufflin Kennel. So there's a lot of opportunities there. So every time we sell 50, we give it away. So go and see them. A new thing that we're doing as well is our, our product showcase. So when you come into the, the show, uh, even before you get onto the show floor, look for the product showcase uh, cases. One of the, well, there'll be four separate showcases that you can register to win. Um, and you'd receive all the products in the showcase you registered for. One of them's a traveling wing shooter package uh, with the new Wildfowler Upland jacket, the Dakota 283-5.0. And then, of course, we're excited about the Browning um, Ultimate Upland package. Browning is coming out with a brand new Upland line uh, in 2019. It's going to hit stores in, in uh, July, but you'll be the first to see it and win it. So you'll look in that showcase with the Ultimate Upland package and get all of those items from Browning, from a new strap vest, their their new Upland shirt and jacket. Uh, the sound gear, we have sound gear in there. You'll have your custom sound gear products and Irish setter boots. So look for those product showcases and enter to win them. You need to go to our Elite Member booth as well. New this year, um, all Elite members, if you're currently a member or want to join and move to that next level from life on up, um, we'll have the opportunity to win other products from partners, from uh, a Rufflin Kennel to a Tacticam camera um, and Orca cooler. And those will be given away a few times each day. And, of course, you get to see friendly faces from mm -hmm. folks in this room to our editor of Pheasants Forever, Tom Carpenter, will be in the Elite member booth uh, quite frequently. And then get your latest Pheasants Forever and Quail Forever merchandise. Our store will be right there as well. And we'll have all the latest products that you've seen um, on the online store and they'll be available for you to walk away with right then and there so there's just some other elements that are added this year yeah it, kind of the moral of the story if you are interested in any aspect of pheasants forever or quail forever everything from uh, life membership to leaving um, maybe leaving some land in your will um, doing habitat work uh, to bring quail back on your property um, you know you want to get a new shotgun any sort of connection into the upland world of the organization yeah, I do. <laughs> we all want to win a new shotgun find a new bird dog uh, anything at all connected <laughs> I do to the organization uh, they will be at National Pheasant Fest and Quail Classic. Um, all you got to do is ask, and we'll find an expert for you. Um, again, it's February 22nd, 23rd, 24th, the Renaissance Schaumburg Convention Center and Hotel in Schaumburg, Illinois. You can find all the details, including the show guide, the list of all the seminars, all the stages um, at Fest. Dot org fellows thanks very much for joining me for this pheasant fest preview edition of the on the wing podcast we'll uh, we'll be back with our regular slated topics uh in the near future but in the meantime we're all headed to pheasant fest see ya down in schaumburg or up in schaumburg or over in schaumburg depending on where you're coming from thanks for listening to this episode of on the wing podcast i'm bob st pierre and we'll see you down the road